You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Ready? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tito Gilling from the YMM Podcast, uh, introducing another dramatic reading. Um, about a year ago, I uh, wrote a script for a short known as Dinner at My Place. Um, recently, that got screened at uh, Metro Digital Shorts. What a lot of people don't know, though, Currently available was... at hypertonicmedia.com. <laughs> That's Todd. Um, and uh, I'm going to introduce everyone shortly, but um, essentially what people don't know is... Are we doing the players is... thing again? <laughs> the players are. Anyway, sorry. He's gonna punch you soon. <laughs> Your show, I forgot. Sorry, sorry. It's Tito's show, everybody. Welcome to Tito Cast. Now everyone knows what it's like trying to get him to shut up during the ladies' room. And done. Uh, you sure? <clears throat> no, but keep going. Okay. So, <laughs> Dinner at My Place was actually originally conceived to be an anthology. Um, I had actually, the original idea was I was going to make one short. Uh, my friend James was going to make another short. My friend Ryan was going to make another short. And hopefully our friend Tyler would make a fourth short to make uh, maybe a 45 to 70 minute uh, feature of, of an anthology. The idea being that we would all... Uh, put our talents together to make uh, a series of really good short movies that uh, it, I mean for all intents and purposes would be interconnecting my, my hope my hope had would have been that have Ryan's character be the focal character out of all of the shorts one constant throughout yeah. all of it yeah and um, uh, unfortunately that didn't pan out the way we wanted to mainly because Dinner at My Place took so long to finish but Dinner at My I think it was a success in that Dinner at My Place ended up being a really good humorous short in that respect um, the inspiration, though, was um, even further back, about two or three years ago, um, I had a subscription for uh, Marvel Digital Comics that I hadn't been using because, honestly, like I had, I when it first came out, I started using it, but then I decided I'm not, you know, I, I I'm not going to use it because like a lot of the stuff they were uploading was old catalog stuff. It was like really old comics. It wasn't any of the new stuff. And I decided to cancel the subscription. When I canceled the subscription, it gave me one year. It basically said, that, you know, as of right now, you, the next year won't renew, but you have one year left. I'm like, well, I might as well go through all the old catalogs. So I decided to go through all the Steve, all the old um, Stanley and Steve Ditko comics that basically origins of all these superheroes. Uh, one of them in particular was a comic book uh, known as Tales of Suspense. It actually featured the first appearance of Iron Man as well as um, uh, Thor, which crossed over from Tales of Astonishment. So, one overlapping theme. Sorry, I'm getting really. I was just going to say this is inside the actor's studio with uh, Tito. Gilles. No, no, I, I think everything has a genesis. So, <laughs> no, keep going. Man. Yeah, and so um, uh, to to uh, to get to more to the point, what I noticed was a big theme in this comic's tales of suspense before they started introducing superheroes is every story involved a story having to do with an alien planet, simply known as Planet X. Um, and, you know, there were stories that were sci-fi, stories that were horror. Some were kind of ironic and comedic. So from that, I wrote Dinner at My Place, but then I wrote another script. And I kind of went balls out crazy with this other script, and I called it Planet X. The idea was that if Dinner at My Place was completed in a, a good, timely manner, that Planet X would go next. But I would need funding for Planet X because Planet X, yeah, unlike pretty, uh... <laughs> Dinner at My Place, would be very special effects driven, right? Number now, three, right? Tales of Suspense number three? Is that, this is... Uh, it was the first appearance of oh, the right. Planet X storyline, okay, yeah. but yeah. Um, at any rate... Which one? 
No, actually, it's any Tales from the Suspense if you think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, they all they all featured one story from a Planet X planet. So anyway, the uh, the point being, so I I didn't have the funding to do it, but I still wanted to move forward with the idea. Um, the 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 feature that I want to do with these guys, we were going to call it Tales of Suspense, right? And we were going to make and the anthology based on that. So without no no thanks. Uh, without any further ado, the idea now is that even though I haven't shot Planet X, I wanted to do a dramatic reading of Planet X to see. Let the audience put the special effects in their minds. Of Nothing is better than the special effects of the brain. Theater of yeah. the mind. Theater of the mind, exactly. And uh, to help Nothing me, it's cheaper. Than- <laughs> exactly. To help me bring this to fruition, we have uh, Todd Hillier of Wyoming Podcast. We have Stacy and Ashley of the brand new Ladies Room Podcast. And we have Steve, who just hangs out every so With often. With every show. <laughs> and he gets paid to do his own radio stuff. Thanks for feeding me, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also known as Scrooge from the dramatic reading of A Christmas Carol. The epic. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we're going to get into the cast, and uh, we'll, we'll start casting us amongst the cast as it were. Now, as I said, this is all drawn from uh, um, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, so we're talking about the founders of basically the main I just keep Marvel universe. So there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of references in that respect. So the cast includes, um, the, there's four characters. There are two males known as Stark and Rogers. Uh, the captain is known as Captain Stark. Um, we have, I think he's the first Lieutenant Rogers. I think that's his position. Um... When I read the script three months ago, yeah, what I ha- what I had in mind was um, Captain Stark would be played by uh, Todd, and uh, Rogers would then be played by Steve, and uh, the two other uh, uh, human characters are Parker and Blake. Parker being uh, the female lead, who's uh, the science officer, and Blake being kind of like a Michelle Rodriguez tough chick character. <laughs> so I, I leave it to you, ladies. Who wants to be Parker and who wants to be Blake? What? Uh, I don't know. Who would you rather be? I don't know. Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, yeah. Yeah, rock, scissors Rochambeau for it. <laughs> uh, rock, paper, scissors, one round. Winner gets Parker. Winner gets Parker. Oh, horrible. Okay. Ah, Ashley okay, so is Parker I'm... and Stacy will play Blake. Um, there's also... Um, this is how casting yeah. goes in, in real films <laughs> as well. <laughs> there's also the role of... Okay, we got Hawkeye and we got Black Widow. <laughs> Jerry Scarlet, the rock paper scissors. Pretty much. <laughs> Who gets oh, possessed by the cookie stick? Um, okay, and so uh, there's also the character of the um, of the on the the ship's onboard computer known as Shield, which I will be reading for. I will also be doing the narrating part. Um, I will also ask the ladies to take on the role of the women of Planet X. So please tell me they're naked. So they can be folks <laughs> in your mind. In the mind. <laughs> yeah, the sisters of Planet X. Okay, so are we ready? All right. So, need some dramatic music. I know. Do we? What do we need to do? Give me a. We should have some dramatic what's, music. What's my motivation? So no, when we start, when we start, we'll start with dramatic. Well, we'll get motivation. Okay. So you're you're a Captain Kirk type character, right? <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Like later this, years. Yeah, Kirk. So crew still oh, recovering man. from. Hyper, Pretty much. <laughs> oh, you got hypertonic yeah. too. I'm gonna. <laughs> um, and uh, well, okay, so you're a Captain Kirkish type character. Okay. So uh, yeah, like the later years, like the movie years, Kirk. No, I got the yeah. good for um, it. Rogers is uh, pretty much a pussy. He's like a really nice guy, <laughs> like nice guy character. 
Um, the character of Parker is kind of like a brainy girl, but she's the protagonist. Kind of like, almost like an Ellen Ripley in Alien. Not in Aliens, but in Alien. Innocent. That makes sense. Innocent. Yeah, the first yes. one, not having a fucking clue what's like, going on. Like, she gets shit done, but yeah. And and you are, do you remember, um, um, you, uh, Blake's <laughs> character, <laughs> Blake, Blake's character, which is, uh, if no one gets the references, Stark, Rogers, uh, Parker, so Peter Parker, yeah. uh, Steve Rogers, but does anyone know Blake? No. Donald Blake. Oh. Thor. Thor. Yes. Oh, so just everyone Oh, knows, right, yeah. 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 Because that was barely oh, referenced in Thor. Thor. Well, yeah, he had the name tag. Yeah, My yeah. name is Donald Blake. Yeah, so uh, Blake is actually. Um, do you guys. Do you remember Aliens? Remember the really tough chick with the machine gun? Yeah. Do, oh, I'm yeah. asking Stacy. Okay, <laughs> no. have you seen a Michelle Rodriguez? You've seen yeah. Alien. Uh, yes. uh, not Alien, yes. sorry. Alien vs. Predator. Uh, uh, she was her. No, it was. No. Um, she was in Resident Evil. Resident Evil, there. Yeah. Resident Evil. Channel that. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Channel that. Oh dear is not something this oh character would say. Oh my. Oh goodness gracious me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious is a shit fuck. Alright, so Stacy's on the back of Ashley as a droid. <laughs> okay. We're losing droids out there. Gay angel fairy this We'll month. totally have to play some music at the beginning though. So. Okay, so when we're ready? Not ready. Ah, okay. So you're doing the monologues. Yeah, yeah I'll, so. I'll do all the blocking for you guys. You guys are just in charge of the lines. Theater of the mind, folks. So who remember. am I again? Parker. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is going to go great. There's, there's some words that I didn't know how to say. Oh. It's. <laughs> to her. To her. That's a tough one. A newel. The. You guys are so mean. I mean, we're not looking for Oscar gold here, but. Um, well, apparently we'll I say tomato wrong, so screw Well, good thing tomato's not in this script. You were the first person I heard say tomato ever. It amused me. Really? Potato? Shamos and Graham. They just say it all the time. That is weird. No, that is weird because you'll say tomato but not potato. <laughs> Why would I say potato? There's no A. Why would you say There's tomato? There's no A in potato. Potato. Potatoes. There's an A in tomato. Stew. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's there's, a there's an A in tomato. The, the O's and A's are in the same <laughs> like the order same. in those words. <laughs> Your logic tomato. is flawed. So are you. Potato. Wait, wait, how do you guys say it? To- tomato. Tomato. Tomato or tomato? Yeah. Tomato sounds way better. Tomato. Potato. Tomato. My grandma can't then say potatoes. Cooperate. A lot of Newfie women can't, so they potatoes. call them titties. Potatoes. Yeah. Call them what? Mitties. So it sounds like my titties. So it's mitties. Oh, for dinner, for dinner tonight, me love, you got a big pile of me titties. <laughs> That's exactly what they Delicious. say. <laughs> Angela's ashes. <laughs> All right, take us in, the sir. Father, the son, and the Holy These Post. are the twins. Their asses are shitty. <laughs> If it were up to me, I'd let you go, but the twins have been drinking all night. <laughs> okay, so we'll start pretentious as most of my movies with a quote. Ladies and gentlemen, and now a dramatic reading of Hyperphotonic Media's Planet X. The players are Todd Hillier, Tito Gillen, Stacy, Steve, and Ashley. Every new planet and asteroid was plotted and explored. All life was catalogued, conditions were recorded, and mineral wealth estimated. 
There were few dangers. Operations became routine. Tales of Suspense, number three, 1959. A small crew of four in a fair-sized bridge. We see the crew, two men, Stark and Rogers, and two women, Parker and Blake, as the captain's log introduces the scene, voiceover. The crew, still recovering from the hyperphotonic travel speed, has begun our descent into solar system 616. The X-Class planet originally plotted as our destination has proven rather richer in resources than our science officer Gwen Parker has originally predicted. Stark grabs Parker's arm as she walks by him. You must be excited. This is a big find for you, Parker. It's a marvelous find, Captain Stark. I can't wait to examine it further. Stark's eyes look Parker up and down. Mm, I know what you mean. I keep telling you. Call me Steven. Parker is clearly uncomfortable and gently frees her arm. She politely smiles and returns to her station. Parker and Roger share an upset glance as she sits down. We're entering atmospheric threshold. Brace for turbulence. The ship lands in a field. The, the crew begin to get up from their seats. The ship's computer, Shield, makes an announcement. Landing complete. 5.23 heat damage to hull. Automated repairs initialized. Atmosphere. Nitrogen, 78%. Oxygen, 21%. Argon, 0%. Shield, we just need to know if we can breathe without our biosuits. There is an unknown substance that makes up 15% of the atmosphere, but does not register as lethal. However, according to science officer Parker's medical records, it may cause irritation of her sinus cavity. Good enough for me. Let's go. I have prepared a mild sedative for the irritation, Science Officer Parker. Thanks, S.H.I.E.L.D. Rogers walks up to Parker and whispers, Be careful out there. Careful? Like when I saved your life? (laughs) I tripped. You're never going to let me live that down, are you? (laughs) Parker laughs and jokingly pats Rogers on the head as she gets up to leave. The crew walks off the ship. They are, they are all holding small laser pistols, except Blake, who is holding a large ri- laser rifle. It grabs everyone's attention. Really, Tonya? What? Blake cocks the rifle. Lieutenant Blake. Yes, Captain? Go with Parker while she begins her preliminary scans. Rogers and I, we're going to do some exploring of our own. The crew splits up. Stark and Rogers walk cautiously through the forest. So, uh, you and Parker, huh? Pardon, sir? They both stop. Donald... I've mentored you from cadet to first officer. Don't dance around this. Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't know you two were together. No, well, it only started recently, sir. But I'm glad that you... Stark points his laser pistol at Roger's head. There's a tense moment. Stark then looks beyond Roger's and signals him to be quiet as he looks over a hedge. Besides, you know what they say about fish in the sea, right? A group of beautiful women is revealed tending to crops. Uh, exterior planet x river day blake leads as parker attentively views her scanner this is amazing tonya there's very little archaic fuel but an abundance of thermal and bioorganic energy parker sneezes blake rolls her eyes (laughs) gwen what makes you think i have the slightest interest in shield interrupts while uh, blake through the scanner warning low level radiation detected within 50 units radiation Strange. Nothing showed up on the atmosphere scans. Proximity scan shows organic consumption of radiation. This masked atmospheric scans. The edge of the river water falls into a valley. A large, ruined modern city is covered in plant life. <clears throat> Meanwhile, at the settlement, Rogers is surrounded by beautiful women being fed a mutton. Stark is nowhere to be seen. Thanks. This meat is delicious. It has been so long since we've had guests. Where did Captain Stark go? 
He has decided to bond. He will return after the ritual. No, okay. Wait. Rogers realizes he feels groggy. I... No. Gwen! Rogers falls unconscious. Meanwhile, in the spaceship on the bridge, Parker is operating the ship's console as Blake stands behind her, polishing her rifle. Global scan complete. Carbon-based humanoid life detected. Population under 100. Additional urban ruins located. Parker sneezes. Her allergies have gotten worse. Humanoid? Why did the atmospheric scan fail? Organic plant life has adapted to consume waste produced from urban structures. The sensors are calibrated to detect the missing emissions, creating a false negative. Shield, where are Captain Stark and First Officer Rogers? 2,000 units south of our current. Blake collapses behind Parker. Uh, Tonya! Uh, the settlement, night. First person shot. A creature wakes up and sees an unconscious Rogers. Rogers stirs awake and sees a large plant monster. He sees it, it is wearing the tattered remains of a uniform. Captain! The creature walks past him into the forest. The women from the earlier appear from the darkness. It is now time for you to bond. No! The women surround Rogers. Spaceship, medical bay. Parker uses her scanner from earlier on Blake, who is on the medical table. Shield, the atmospheric content that was 15% from earlier, what was it? Unknown. Closest molecular match would classify it as plant pheromone. I'm detecting it in her lungs. Shield, calibrate my laser to isolate its molecular structure and prepare a cardiovascular resuscitation charge. Parker takes a step back and shoots Blake with a shallow, wide laser blast. The medical table shocks her awake. Ah, what the hell? You're okay. You're fine. We need to get off this world. Donald and the capped? Possibly in danger. I'll get my gun. Planet X, settlement, night. Blake and Parker near, near the settlement... They see all the women gathering around a large plant pod. Parker lets out a loud sneeze. So much for that idea. Blake begins shooting at the women. They explode as they are being shot. Parker uses her scanner. Captain Stark not detected. First Officer Rogers. Location is within 15 units. Parker sees the pod. She takes out her laser pistol. Low yield spread. She shoots the pod and it bursts. Rogers slides out covered in goo. That's too I owe you. Parker kisses him. They smile at each other. I leave you alone for five minutes. Guys, I'd hate to interrupt, but... The women gather. Parker gives Rogers a spare laser pistol, and they begin to shoot their way out. Planet X landing site, night. First person. The creature from earlier has made its way to the ship. The creature wanders inside. Welcome back, Captain Stark. Exterior Planet X for sunrise. Blake, Rogers, and Parker are walking back to the ship. Analysis of the pod shows a symbiotic bond for chromosome exchange. Of course. Blake and Rogers are confused. They're dying out. It's like inbreeding. Their genetic line is shallow. That's why they have such a small population. The pod was going to use Donald to survive. I didn't even get her name. You would eventually be absorbed into its body and become one entity. I'd hate to see what that would look like. The creature appears in front of the group as they reach the spaceship. Landing site, sunrise. The creature bites off Blake's head with uh, one with his huge mouth. Tonya! Get in the ship! I'll distract him! But just do it! Parker is able to sneak around as the creature focuses on Rogers. Come on, Steve. I know you're still in there. The creature's head retracts. Stark's now deformed face emerges. We've changed our mind, Don. We're going to do such fun things with Gwen. Rogers pulls his laser pistol and shoots the creature. It has little effect. A tentacle swats the gun away and stabs Rogers in the chest. Nice try. 
which are going to have to do a lot better than that to stop us. No! The tree, the creature turns to Parker. She's holding the laser rifle Blake had. Gwen, have we ever told you how much? Parker cocks the rifle. Fuck you, sir! A solid laser uh, hits the creature. It screams in pain and explodes. Guts fly all over Parker and she, as she runs up to Rogers. <laughs> nice shot. You're going to be fine. Shield can fix this. I can fix this. It's okay, okay Gwen. It's okay, Gwen. It's... Rogers falls unconscious uh. and dies. Interior spaceship bridge. Parker is out of uniform as she prepares to leave. Shield, begin automated liftoff. Automated liftoff engaged. The ship begins to shake. A small pod rolls out of the corner into view and cracks open. A tentacle plant creature begins to make its way out. Parker does not notice it as it, as she reflects on Roger's death. She suddenly lets out a sneeze. <laughs> she sees a tentacle move on the ground towards her. She gets out of the way as it attacks the chair she was in. She is perfectly quiet as the tentacle creature seems blind. Its tentacles reaching around the ship. She leaves the bridge and makes her way into the medical bay. Before she can close the door, a tentacle wanders inside. She begins to edge over to the medical table. She gets on the other side of the table as the tentacle wanders, wanders the room. The tentacle begins to explore the surface of the medical table. Shield! Full power cardiovascular resuscitation charge now! Tentacle is instantly electrocuted as the table fills with electricity. The creature screeches in pain as it dies. Parker lets out a sigh of relief. <sighs> we have now exited the planet's atmosphere. Parker records a log as she flies the ship. Voice over. Science officer's log. Although a third planet in solar system 616 proved to have an abundance of resources, the mission will be reported as failed. I am the only surviving crew member. I have stored the corpse of one of the creatures we've encountered with the hope of better understanding how it evolved into the life form it is on this X-class planet. As the ship leaves the planet's orbit, we see the distinctive features of planet Earth on its surface. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. That was a little more exciting than the first time.